Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. I'm excited to be here today with a brand new friend. This is Will Terry. Say hello, Will. Hi there. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here with me today. I'm glad to be here. You and I have known each other for a long time. Probably about, what, five minutes? Five, ten, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just getting to know each other, folks, and I want to give you a little example of how some neat things happen here at Live On Purpose Radio. I had a listener send me an email, and this listener happens to be someone who knows you, Will, uh-huh. and he had been listening to several episodes of the show and uh, felt like you would be a good fit. And so I contacted you by email, and I'm going to use your return email to me as kind of an introduction. Okay. Is that okay? And that'll sure. give us some things that we can start with. Um, as you responded to me, you said, well, this sounds really interesting. You've never done a podcast before. No, true? never. Okay. And some of you listeners can can maybe just put yourself in Will's position. If Dr. Paul were to just send you an email out of the blue and say, hey, come be on the show, uh, you might think, huh, well, how does that work? And that's kind of where you were with it, right? Uh Okay. When I first got the email, I wondered if James was pranking me or something. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and maybe he was, but what a fun prank. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so here's here's what you wrote, Will, and I'll just uh, share this with you listeners so that you'll get a little bit of a take on where we're going with this. Uh, Will, you wrote, Through adversity in the past five years, I've learned more about myself than I ever thought I would. My wife and son both contracted an autoimmune disease, and after she lost her job due to the illness, I had the extra burden of replacing her income while maintaining mine. Sometimes fear is a good thing. I'm having the time of my life helping others while working on my passion. And we're going to follow up on that for sure. Mm -hmm. So it's been the hardest five years, the most interesting five years, the most fun five years, and the most rewarding five years. That is correct. <laughs> That's quite an introduction, yeah. Will. So tell us a little bit about this story. Where does it begin for you? Well, we were living in California near the Fresno area, and um, everything was going along fine. You know, you think you got it nailed. Your life is just, you know, everything that you pretty much expected. It's kind of on autopilot. Mm. Wife was teaching school. Kids are in sports and doing good and you know we're going to the beach on weekends and different things like that and then just everything clicking yeah and it's a long story and so without really getting into all the details basically um my wife came down with an autoimmune disease which is a huh. lot like rheumatoid arthritis it's called ankylosing spondylitis Whoa. which is a mouthful yeah but it basically what what happens is it's not life-threatening but it um it, it tries to calcify in between the joints of the spine. Mm. And so it's very painful and it takes a lot of, um, you know, medications and doctor visits and all that good stuff. At the yeah, same time, sure. my oldest son was working towards 
making the varsity football team. And this is a kid who, I mean, every single sport imaginable, snowboarding, mountain biking, wrestling, track, football, soccer, uh, jumping off of roofs into swimming pools. You know, we're, we're trying to get uh. him not to, to do everything. And he was the kind of kid that had to do everything. And uh, he came, when we moved out to California, he, he really had a hard time um, getting in, into sports, especially football, because or organized sports, I should say, because he just didn't come from that culture. When we moved out there, it was a football town. So he worked amazingly hard to overcome how far behind he was from everybody else. And right at the time that he made that football team, he was coming down with this disease too. And he was, he would come home crying from practice going, you know, what is wrong with me? Oh, wow. You know, and so, and so I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with my wife. Um, we're going and I mean, they do every single test in the book. When you go to the doctor, um, they send you, I mean, for a year we bounced all over Fresno going to this specialist and that. But anyway, long story short, um, it basically took their lives away. My my wife was a runner. Uh, we played racquetball together. We mountain biked. We did. We were very active. We can't do any of that anymore because of her health. Condition. Because of her health. So condition. you said it's not life threatening, but it's right. lifestyle threatening. It is lifestyle threatening, and it and changes it, everything. It changes everything. And then, so long story short, we decided to move back here. She's from here. I'm from Maryland, mm-hmm. and uh, we met out here. In Utah, and um, I was going to clarify here, meaning yeah. in Utah. We've got <laughs> listeners all over the world. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so from California back to Utah to be closer to to her mom and dad to kind of get mm-hmm. that network mm-hmm. going again. And um, so we moved back and tried to settle into our lives again. And I, I didn't realize it, but my career as an illustrator was kind of stagnating without me even knowing it. You know, if you're not moving forward. You're you really are moving down, but you think you're you're going straight ahead, you know. Okay, so this is a piece we didn't even mention yet. It, the, you're an illustrator. I'm, an il- I'm a children's book illustrator. This right? is what you do. You've got yeah. a unique ability to create images and graphics and illustrations. Yeah, I, I do. That help to tell stories. That's what I do, and it's it's extremely rewarding. It's the, it's the funnest job ever. Um, it's it's what I would be doing if I was independently wealthy. So I mean I'm I'm already living the dream. I you know it's already a I I pinch myself it's that your I get to do that. Yeah. This is okay. But at the same time, um you know so we're going through this this hardship and my wife was trying to teach school for a few years here when we moved back. But it just got to the point where she absolutely couldn't. She had to quit. So we lost that income. There goes the health insurance with it. Oh wow! And so it's just it just threw us into this tailspin financially because you know you're con- we're constantly at the doctors. Sure. Um, and so that was a big challenge. Um, and so I can just keep running because I've got. I, is that all right? I, I, <laughs> well, I don't want to dominate what what you're. Yeah. Well, as you're sharing this story, I'm getting that as you go through life, and and how many of us can relate to this? As you go through life. You have everything planned out, and it's clicking along, and it's just as you wanted it, and then boom, yeah, something. It was happens. like a bomb went off in our in our lives, and so it there. And and keep in mind, they they feel horrible for the fact that they. I mean, it 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 enters in so many levels that you would never really think of unless you're going through it, and I'm sure uh-huh. a lot of your listeners have, are going through something like this right now, but. I mean, even so, we spend all this time going to doctors. Well, now 
the oldest son and the wife are starting to feel guilty that they're taking resources and time away from the younger two kids. Okay. So they're being helped, but they're feeling worse emotionally because it they're feeling like they're you know my wife feels almost like, she, like the the a guilt kind of thing exactly that kicks in. my wife yeah. feels like she can't be a good mom my bro, my son feels like he can't be a good older brother mm-hmm. um so there's that dynamic um and then there's the dynamic of you know w- you know watching them go through the you know woe is me kind of a thing um, which, which which is, is really common have, yeah because it's like i mean and this kid was an adonis physically you know i mean Mm. i mean his physique was amazing um and then it just kind of just you wrote it away you know um well anyway so i'm going through that i'm watching my family go through that we're trying to adjust we're making good adjustments you know Mm -hmm. um i mean we live in in a great country for that for for, i mean we have access there's a lot of resources yeah there is and so so i don't want to put it across that i'm you know down in the dumps but i mean you try to, you try to put your, you know, pick up your chin and just move forward, but you're constantly being reminded of of the things that you can't have anymore, the things mm. that have changed, the struggles, and I and I would say financially, that's probably been the biggest um, concern, the biggest stressor in my life mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. my wife's, because you're always worried about what if, and they be, you know, one of the things that they worry about is is life worth living if we can't get medicine, you know, I mean, it just becomes this huge emotional thing. And so there's times where you can talk about it other times where you can't. Anyway, it changed everything. And about, I would say, Oh, three years ago, um, probably 2008 or nine, somewhere in there, Mm -hmm. I was driving in the car and I, and I had heard, uh, on the radio, a woman, and I don't even remember her name, um, but she was talking about a book. And you might know about this woman. She was talking about a book that that she wrote, and and she her her basic message was, she, she's saying, I don't care who you are, um, everybody has something that they do that they could monetize and make money from that they're not doing currently. You know that they're. Uh-huh. Do you know who I'm talking about, by the way? Well, you know what? I talked to so many people okay. who have that kind of an an opinion. Do you remember who it was? I don't. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. If we figure it out, we'll post it on the blog. Yeah, there you but go. continue your story. Anyway, so she's saying this, and I'm and I'm kind of getting mad because at this time I was teaching um, at UVU, which I still do right now. I teach illustration and painting at UVU. Oh, okay. Here in Utah, uh, Utah Valley University. So this thing that you love to do, you're Teaching other people, to yeah, do I'm as already well. teaching and loving it. By the way, um, sure. It and and as a kind of a side note, the teaching has given me way more than I ever thought it would. I I had taught uh-huh. at BYU for a few semesters back when I had no idea what I was doing and probably didn't belong mm-hmm. there teaching, um, because I was still had so much to learn and still do. Mm-hmm. But I would say um, that, and I've blogged about this that the teaching has given me probably just as much as it's given any of my students because mm-hmm. I steal from them. <laughs> I, yeah. I learn yeah. from them. You know what I mean? And, and they don't realize it, but because they're, they have a totally different perspective than I do mm-hmm. uh, and a fresh perspective. Sure. In a lot of ways, I, 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 th- I look at what they're doing and I go, Hmm, I never thought about that because you know, you get closed minded 
over time. You know, you start right. to just go, well, this is the way I do things. You get kind of locked in. You that. do. You get locked in and, and you get comfortable. And then, and then you see them doing something different and you have to go, you either have to dismiss it or you have to say, that's kind of neat, you know? It, yes. Yeah. So I've gotten way more. So anyway, I was teaching. Here I am spending time teaching. I'm illustrating children's books. And my time is is just slammed. You know, I'm, sometimes I have to turn down work, free, freelance work. Just because you're so busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to this woman that's on the radio, I'm going, there is nothing that I can do right now to How bring I in do any more money. You're, uh-huh. you're on drugs, you know? I mean, you're, <laughs> you, you're talking to some other guy, but you're not talking to me. Right. But it bugged me. And I thought about it for about a week. And I was thinking, you know... And, and the thought just kind of popped in. And this is, and also I have to give James Hoops credit for this too, because. And he is the listener, by the way. He's the listener, who yeah. referred you to me. Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I had been making these speed painting videos. I don't know if you've ever seen those on YouTube where, where you know, someone uh, speeds up their process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was fooling around with some of those and, and putting them up on my blog just for fun, because I like to edit video as well. And mm-hmm. um, I put some of those up there and. And James, I guess he had seen enough of them, and about the third or fourth one, he said, you know, Will, it's awesome that you make these these videos, but we can't learn anything from them. They go too fast. Uh-huh. It would be really, you know, it's kind of frustrating, because it would be neat if you just basically made a video tutorial and showed us what you're doing. Oh. And, and so that thought kind of popped in my head at the same time that this woman was saying, well, you know... You're, you, you, there's, there's something, something else you could, could be do. Doing. Sure. Yeah. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could actually make a video tutorial. I never thought about that. I mean, it just never popped in my mind. So anyway, as fate would have it, I had a brother-in-law living with me at the time who was a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. And I said, and his name was Tom, and I said, uh, hey, Tom, what do you think about putting a video on my site and and charging a little bit so that I can re coop my time and then hopefully make a little bit of profit you know you Mm -hmm. know i mean to you know to basically do something that will help other people but at the same time will help us and um and he said well that shouldn't be that hard you know Mm -hmm. and so then i was Mm -hmm. like oh now i don't have an excuse at all because you have a programmer here (laughs) you just removed some of the barriers yeah and it's like well and i'm and my wife's like well you already know how to edit video so it shouldn't be that hard Mm-hmm. So now it was like, okay, now I just have to find a block of time. Mm-hmm. So I did. And we put a video up and it started selling and selling and selling. And, and I, we were just blown away. This I surprised mean, you. Oh, it was amazing. Um, I'm not good. I, I didn't make a million dollars overnight, you know. Um, no, man, it took you a whole week. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But I, I want to observe something here. Here's something that that was not that hard. When it came right down to it, it wasn't that hard right. for you because you have this skill and this passion and you do this. Right. I mean, this is what you do. And you encountered an idea about how to do what you do for more people. Yeah. Once you get to the internet, people you don't even know could be tutored by you through this video tutorial that you put up exactly and and the story doesn't end there so then then there was like okay well i did i did the first video was on uh you know how to illustrate children's books Mm because i thought well that's probably what i know better than anything else that's your bread and butter yeah so i'll do that one 
-hmm. And then people were saying, okay, that's great. But now how do you, how do we paint like you do on the computer? So I thought, well, that's an obvious thing. Mm -hmm. And it just went from there. And then I talk, uh, talking to Brent, I can tell we've got some, some bumper music coming in here. <laughs> well, we're going to continue this story in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit the website, drpaul.org, where you will be able to sign up for Empower, a quick, inspiring message that will be sent right to your inbox several times a month. Click on the blog link to share your comments and be part of the discussion. You can also pick up powerful information products and stay in touch with upcoming events, all to assist you in creating and living a life that you love. Share Live On Purpose Radio with someone in your life today, and thanks for listening. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair. Okay, Will, so I've noticed something. What's that? You're a storyteller, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because we get to illustrate principles in life through these stories that, that occur yeah. in our lives. So you're telling this story about a normal, ordinary family just minding their own business. Boom, a bomb goes off, throws their whole world upside down. Now, at that point, you had a choice. You can just kind of curl up in the corner and do your little victim dance. Yeah. Or you can ask yourself, okay, well, what can I do with this? What can I do about this? And you kind of naturally go that way. That I can tell that's your personality is to take... Yeah. Or maybe there's I, been I, a change. I don't know. No, I've always been... I, I think that to back up just even a little further, um, I, I had to be a fighter a little bit because... Um, and, and I don't want to go down this road too far, but you know, I did okay. horrible in, in public school mm. and I had a sister, an older sister that excelled and 
you know, for the longest time, I thought there was something wrong with me. You know, my parents had me tested, mm. all, all sorts of things like that. And then, uh, and it was through art where I really found that, oh, I do have something to offer the world. Oh, right. there are other intelligences. Oh, there, the, mm-hmm. um, the public education system is only mining for one type, you know, left brain type things. We were eliminating right brain kids. When I got the bigger picture, it was like, oh, I can, I can totally take the world by the horns, you know. And and um, when you realize that you really do have something to offer, yeah. And the thing that you love is actually something that other people are going to value. Mm-hmm. That's a good day. It, it really when is. you realize that, isn't it? It really is. And you know, I think I think all of us are insecure. To some extent, I mean, we have, mm-hmm. we For have, sure. uh, we. I, I think we all walk around with those voices that, and sometimes they say good things about us, and sometimes they say bad things. And I think we tend to listen more to the negative side. You know, why is that? Uh, I think it. It that's just the way that we're all built, and um, I think we need just a few, uh, a few things to happen in our lives where um, we get either some really good positive feedback or where we excel or have a success or something that becomes kind of a tipping point. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, you know, I, I had a lot of signs along the way. I had mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. When I, what I didn't realize is that my career was kind of stagnating when we were mm-hmm. li- living in Fresno. And I had kind of, without even realizing it, kind of lost my passion in a way. I mean, I still loved illustrating, but I had... I had basically gone on autopilot as far as my career went. And as far as helping others, it was becoming non-existent in a way because Mm. I really wasn't, um, I mean, I was just doing my own thing and I was helping my family. So, I mean, that's, that's what we're supposed to do is help our families, but I really wasn't helping anybody else with my career. And I mean, I feel like, you know, children's books are, are great. And of course they learn, they help kids learn to read, but I you know, I never really felt like I'm saving the world with, with my children's books. You know what right. I mean? Right. Sure. Um, and so I never really got the idea that I really could help people more until I started doing these videos. And the feedback that I've gotten, because, and I, and I think that, um, I think there's a real difference when you do something to make money mm-hmm. versus doing something because you love it and doing something because you know there are other like-minded people that will find value yeah, in what true. you're doing. And so I, you know, I, I put my heart and soul, the, the videos are not perfect, you know, I mean, but they're good, you know, I, I feel, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of them. And, um, the feedback that I've gotten has been amazing. And I keep, whenever I get emails mm-hmm. from people saying, you know, this changed my life or you don't realize how much you've, you've given made me. a huge difference. Oh, and the, and they're, they go on and on and mm-hmm. I'm saving them mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but it's like. It's just too no, good. That's great. To, well, it's too good to not um, to to have those. And you know, sometime I I feel like I'll remind my my wife and my kids. Look, I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Read some of these. Save it just in case. <laughs> well, okay. So this bomb going off in your family was probably the best thing that could have happened for your career. In some ways, um, I would say it's definitely brought our family closer together. It's definitely helped me reunite or reignite my my drive and my mm-hmm. ambition um well you took it up a notch i did and and it's and it really has become what is what's kind of crazy is 
I've just I've started blogging more. I put more mm-hmm. things on my blog to help other people because I really believe that in order to um, to help yourself, you really do need to look to help others first. And I really do feel like it will all come back to you in some form or another. And it's probably not going to come back in the way that you plan or want. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that I started doing was ebooks, children's ebooks on my own, mm-hmm. and publishing those on my own and putting them out. And I started writing a lot about how to do that, how, you know, tutorials, uh, my opinions on how to be successful doing that. And through that, I've now been asked to speak um, at, at three different conferences and uh, and the um, uh, Ringling School of De- Ringling College of Design is uh, is going to fly me back to um, Florida to speak there. Wow! Um, next month and fantastic. So, it's like all these doors and opportunities have started opening up once I embrace the idea of helping others. It's just, I mean, it's like you, you, you hear that, but you don't necessarily you know what? understand you, it. You almost just kind of glossed over this principle, but this is huge, Will, as you realized, you know what, if I'm out there just trying to find a way to make some money, I don't know, it's like it creates the, it, it creates the wrong energy. It does. And people can tell that you're after their money. It does. And then they want to yeah. defend themselves from it. But yeah. if you're showing up to create value for them, if you really want to improve their life and to serve them and to provide something for them that they don't get unless you offer it, yeah, that's a whole different ballgame, and the money comes. And let me offer this too, and, and I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I almost think there needs to be an element of selfishness thrown in there. Mm, how so? And in that way, I mean, when you're when you're doing what it is that you do, you almost have to be selfish to the point where um, you do it for you first. And I'm talking about my mm. art in in this sense, but but um, doing my art the way that I want to. I, I if I back up just a little bit, um, there's always this debate going on in art colleges. You know, should you know the fine artists against the illustrators or graphic di- designers mm. against fine artists? Mm. And and one is saying, well, you know, you're you're you know you're uh, selling out. You know, the fine artists are saying you're selling out to the illustrators, and the illustrators are saying, yeah, but you're not going to make any money. You know, and there's <laughs> this 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 constant battle. And when I was in school, I, you know, of course, going through the illustration track, I bought into that. That you know, of course, we're doing this for money. You know, it's all about the money. Mm-hmm. And how the you can longer, make a living. Yeah, the, but the longer that I've gone, I've realized that those fine artists had something to their argument, and that is that when you do something, um, when you make compromises with your art or with something that you're passionate about, um, because you're trying to satisfy someone else, it doesn't always work out. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's why I'm throwing that out there. I think as soon as I realized that and I started doing my art to satisfy me, I did better art. It was it was more... Um, it, 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 it spoke to more people, and that way, that way, when I started doing the videos, I was doing videos teaching what I wanted to, not what I thought someone else would want. Would want. So, anyway. you know what? This is a little bit of a controversial topic, mm-hmm. but when you think about it, taking care of yourself puts you in a position that you can truly serve others. Yeah, because you can't otherwise, and even a very simple example of that if you if you're out here driving on the freeway mm-hmm. 
you are counting on the fact that everyone else out there is self-interested. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because they're willing to stay in their lane and just keep going the right direction. Why? Because they're saving their own skin. They don't even know you. (laughs) But it sure does benefit you if those people take care of themselves. Right. And, And in a similar way, I think in our career choices or the things that we choose to do to create value for other people, if it's not something that we love, it won't sustain itself. That's right. It's something that you'll have to constantly just kick yourself in the tail to get going and go do it. Yeah. As opposed, I get a sense for you that illustration is not that way for you, that you're you're able to just to do it because you love it, because it lights you up, because that's something you get fired up about. Yeah. And 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 so I do I do what I want artistically for the most part. I mean I mean I satisfy clients. I work for publishers like Random House and mm-hmm. Simon Schuster and Scholastic and those mm-hmm. guys and Albert Whitman and and I, you know, I have to satisfy them and I have to do what they want. Luckily in the children's book industry, there's a lot of freedom, so I can pretty much almost do exactly what I want with a few. What you weeks. want will probably please them. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to teaching, that's when I really try to help others and say, okay, what do you need? How can mm-hmm. I help you understand mm-hmm. what I think you need to understand in order to take a step forward? Sure. You know? Sure. Well, there's an interesting sub-theme here, and it's something that has come up at Live on Purpose Radio a number of times, that you do what you love for the people who love what you do. Mm-hmm. And you can't go out there and please everybody. I'm guessing not everybody likes Will Terry illustration, no. right? You know, and I've always said, if I could just get 1% of the people out there to love me, to love what I do. <laughs> of all the I'd people? A, yeah, wow. I'd be a success. So, yeah, I mean, you that's another reason why you should be selfish, really, with your art. Because, you know, or, or, or whatever it is that you do um, to please yourself. Because you can't, if you try to please everybody else, you'll fail. And then you won't satisfy mm-hmm. yourself either. Well, that's the quickest route to failure. Yeah. In fact, I I think I heard Bill Cosby saying this once where he said, I don't know the the secret to success, but I know that the secret to failure is trying to please everybody. Yeah, that's true. That is a certain recipe <laughs> yeah. for disaster. And as you as you do this, as you do what you love for the people who love what you do, there is a compensation there because they don't want you to quit doing that. Right. They want you to continue to be able to to illustrate in your case and to do it in a way that that creates value for other people. Yeah. So there's an exchange and a compensation there. I I had another guest on my show, Will, who said it this way. She said the very best way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it mm. and it works, and that's one thing that I've realized more and more. As we've been going down this 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 road, and we we mm-hmm. formed a company to to sell other people's videos as well. You know, we're selective mm-hmm. because we really want to make sure that we're only um, offering really good videos and good good instruction. You know, yeah. Again, it has to be true to your tastes, right? And I realize there's no way I, I can't be a I cannot satisfy um, you know what a student what a student in art would want in every uh, every discipline. So we're looking to fill those niches with other people. And, and you wouldn't want to. No, no, no. There I mean, are some people who are seeking things that you 
have no interest in. Right, exactly. Or that you might even be morally opposed to. Right. There are some things like that that show up. So you, right. you can't get in that trap of pleasing everybody. Yeah. Or if you do... It is truly a trap. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, just we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure people understand that things are going better for you now. And that is because you have chosen to, to be true to yourself, mm-hmm. to focus on those gifts and talents that you have, and to start offering them at a higher level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I've never been one that's really enjoyed tooting my own horn. So it's kind of awkward to say, oh, my life is doing amazing right now, you know. Well, um, it is, though. It is, and in so many ways. <laughs> we are, I mean, we have found an equilibrium at, as far as the diseases go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we kind of know how to handle it. It's become more normal in our life. But besides that, um, there's a lot more hope for the future because of the fact that you know, I was able to make some of those twists and yeah. turns. Um, and my kids are doing well, and I don't, I, we don't have time to talk, go into that, but I mean, just all What a rich experience, though. And I think you said it well in your email to me, that this last five years has been, well, pick an adjective. <laughs> it's, Almost anyone would do, but what a rich experience it's been. It, yeah, it has. It's amazing, surprising rewarding all the all the above there so in the few seconds we have left i want to make sure our our listeners have a way to get back to you we'll put a link on our on our blog site that links back to yours and that is will terry w-i-l-l-t-e-r-r-y dot blogspot.com that's right is that the best place to find you that is or just willterry.com and the blog's on there or willterry.com. Yeah. Okay, so and there they'll see some examples of your illustrations. They'll yep. see what some of your work is. They can get connected to what you're doing with the videos, all of that stuff. Everything's there. there, yep. Perfect. And you're sharing your experience. I am, and it's it's been really... I mean, it's just... I'm having the time of my life. I really am. That's fantastic. It's been great. And so that's why you see a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, Will, thank you so much for joining me here at Live on Purpose Radio today. Thanks for having me. I want to give you the last word. What would you summarize for our for our listeners today as kind of a, a parting thought today? Oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot. Um, I would say um, follow your dreams. And I know that sounds corny, but that is that really has been what I've done in my life. And I constantly run into people who are saying, I'm quitting my job here and I'm going to go for it. Because they've gone the other route and they've realized that there's more to life than just doing what you're supposed to do necessarily. So I don't know if that's... Well said. (laughs) Everybody go out there and live on purpose.